I may have previously thought right. in terms of KD. I Ka- agree. Kawhi is different. I agree with that. So do you think, say the Warriors make it, they win the Western <laughs> the Conference. Warriors make it. I okay, mean, I will say it. The we'll Warriors just, will make it. We'll just uh, throw that out there. Okay. Um, you think the Raptors have the best chance to beat them? To beat them. I do. Over the Celtics, the I, Sixers, I feel like, and Bucks. Who else do they have off the bench? You know what? And this may sound crazy because if Kawhi Leonard is going to run your offense anyway, I don't know how Kyle Lowry would feel about it. I'm probably benching him. Wow. Only reason why is because I understand that OG Ananobi is coming back from an, append- from an appendectomy, but he may be back during the Eastern Conference Finals at some time. So his wind will be coming back. He'll be getting his legs under him. And essentially, you don't really need him in – the offensive or in the starting lineup to play for offense. Like you need him kind of there for defense. Right. So my entire way of thinking is Danny Green, you're technically my point guard. OG Ananobi, you're the two guard. Kawhi, Pascal, Marcus Gasol. Everybody that I have out here can guard you on a perimeter. All right. I was, so I, doesn't I really it. matter. That's the way that I would kind of look at it. So I – I don't know. And then, like I said, then you probably have to deal with a disgruntled Kyle Lowry. But, Kyle Lowry, I like your matchup better if you come off the bench and you're playing Kyle or Quinn Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you should school Quinn Cook. So, now, if you don't, now we have to look at you and say you can't even. And then, if it's Sean Livingston, what, he has the length on you, pull him out. Pull him out. Run the offense. So, right. I mean, again, we'll see. But I, that would be my attitude. Like, if you go into game one and he's too much of a liability, yeah. by game two, I'm switching it. Like, yeah. yo, you have to come off the bench. You have to be my sixth man now. All you right. and Serge Ibaka run, run the second unit. That's not a bad second unit. You and Serge Ibaka running the pick and roll. You're probably going to get more efficient offense for us anyway that way. All right. We'll see. But we're not done just yet. We still have four teams in the West. Yes. And um, it's not looking very good for the Rockets against already. the Warriors already. So it just seems like that's going to be their thorn in their side. Yes, I mean, well, they're the thorn in the league side at the point at this moment. But yes, every, we keep saying Houston had the best shot to knock them out. Why are they matched up right now? Why are they matched up right now? Yes. That means the injuries in the beginning of the year, because I'm going to be honest, the injuries in the beginning of the year as great of a style of basketball or I shouldn't say style, but oh, whatever, I'll say it as great of a style of basketball as James Harden was playing. People like to say that that was hero ball. He had no choice. So <laughs> he had to go for that. So in those moments that he was doing that, he kept them afloat. But if he had for, and that was again, we're saying afloat in the Eastern in the Western Conference as third and fourth. Yeah. I think they were the only team that was kind of messing with Portland in terms of taking over third because it was a two-horse race at the top. So if they would have had Chris Paul, and I'm not even going to say if they would have had Chris Paul and Clint Capella, if they would have had either or. Yes. Either or, any of them, whichever one, take a pick. They're probably fighting for a number one seed. So then I think that's where you're that's why they're matched up now because they would be they, the one and the two and they, they would finished, be geared up yes. for the Western Conference final. They finished fourth. The Nuggets actually finished second. Right. 
Wow, we have all four. We have the top four. In both. In both. In both. So this is this would be something that somebody would say like, oh, well, this is like typical, right? No. If you watch that first that first round, you may have had the people that you thought, but there were certain games that made you be like, well, I'm I'm gonna not gonna lie. First game of the playoffs. When I woke up and I think it was the second quarter and Orlando was beating Toronto, I was like, okay, I gotta go to sleep. This is the Twilight Zone. What's right. going on? So. <laughs> And then uh, I pointed out DJ Augustine again, an ex-pacer. But when you watch postseason basketball, you see people that you realize, DJ Augustine, you've been in the league for 11, 12 years. So that's what I'm saying. I think that makes more sense for Toronto, even though it may be an ego shot. You already feel like DeMar DeRozan got traded. Now you're getting sent to the bench. I understand you probably want to leave in the, po- in the, in the offseason. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to win right now. And if you want to play at all, you're going to come off the bench because – I think Steph is going to kill you. I think Clay is going to kill you. I think Draymond is going to kill us if you're on him. Right. So uh, it's either that or don't play. Right. Because Fred Van Vliet is going to get out there and give it 110%. They traded the line right, so that's kind of their only choice. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, speaking of the first round, um, I thought the Spurs could go, right? I thought For there sure. was. What, did that go to game seven? It did. Yeah, so I thought there was a. Shot that was the, the only Spurs. game seven. Yeah. Shout so, out to the Clippers. The Clippers went six. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they Utah, did. Utah only won five, or Utah only won one, but that series, that, that had moments. The Pacer yeah. and, and, and Boston series, even though we got swept every game, it was like they had to make free throws at the end because we were right there. I mean, the, the Detroit situation was obviously the Detroit situation. Blake wasn't healthy, didn't play the first two games, visibly injured the, the last two. Um, Brooklyn and Philly. That was yep. a crazy series. Yes. And then we just said it. Toronto lost game one in Toronto to Orlando. So who would you like to see? So if the Warriors beat the Rockets in this series, and then they're going to face either the Nuggets or the Trailblazers, which I knew you were gonna say that. would you like to see? Even though I did have them losing in the first round, I'm going to go Portland. Only because, even though I've said for the last, like, year and a half, maybe two years, maybe actually, maybe I've lied, maybe more than that, that Damian Lillard is not only the most underrated, but probably the most disrespected player in the league, like, superstar in the league. And I'm going to say superstar because if he was on a different team, I think we would be having a different conversation. Only other person I feel like is similar to that is Kimba. And Kimba's been beyond disrespected because he's in Charlotte. You put Kimba in L.A. right now. Either LA, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. He he. Pro- I said either LA, either LA team. Right. He probably, he probably changes that outcome. So I don't know. But when I look at Damian Lillard, the reason why I would say Portland is because the same way that he went at Russell Westbrook, he's going to go at whoever is guarding him. Yeah. And it's probably going to be a similar situation because when well, because I think Russell started on him, but. But then PG was on him. Yeah. And he continued to do what he did. And I know the type of attitude that Clay has on defense. Clay is going to start out on him. And Dame is going to do the same thing. Like, I don't care. And I think it has a lot to do with him getting locked up by Drew Holiday a couple of years ago. Uh huh. It's just, I think that kind of did something to his psyche because he already feels like the world is on his shoulder. He, he woke up with that. And I kind of like that about him. So he just compounded 30 more things on top of that. So I think that's why he went at Russ that way. I think that's why he's going to go at 
Jamal Murray or Will Barton or whoever they put on him, Gary Harris, he's going to do the same thing then. I think it's going to be an interesting series because they're both so young. Okay. They're both young teams, so they're just going to go back and forth. I think it's probably going to go six. If it goes seven, Portland might be too tired for Golden State. And it might be a little more lopsided than we think. But if they win at six and they get a chance to kind of be like, whew, like we, we get a breather. Even if Golden State wins in five and Golden State is waiting for them, even if they win at six, it's like, cool, we, we finished the second seed in six. Right. We didn't need to go seven. I think that does something for Dame a little bit. So that's that's my thing. I think it kind of hinges on a game seven. If that Denver series goes seven, Golden State can have an easy coast to the playoff to the to the finals again. Yeah, that's a very good take. Um, let's look at tonight. Is that yes? The Trailblazers and Nuggets, and we have Toronto the... and Philly, right? We don't have that tonight. Yes, we do. Oh, okay, we do. I kind of skipped over that if you didn't. Notice. I thought so. Okay, so. I thought so. That's why I was like, am I tripping? Because no, that's we my do. five o'clock game. Yep. And I, I think we picked that one. Raptors are minus six and a half. You said they were going to cover. Yeah, they will. But then on the <laughs> other side, we have the Blazers and the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are favored by four. What do you game think? one. Game one. Coming off of a. They should. They should. Did the Spurs win game one against them? I think they did. Let me see. I think they did. I think they did too, actually. So you're you're. you're what if Denver goes to the Western Conference Finals after losing Game One? Oh my gosh! In both of the first two. Oh my gosh! Denver looks like that team. They look like that team that will do that. That's like such the most like that's the most Denver thing they can do. Yes. Lose Game One and and they have home court advantage. Lose Game One in both of the series. Yes. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking for Game One. Um. That's crazy. I don't know. You don't know? I don't. I don't you got to watch I'm this first honest, game. Nah, I feel like that's cheating. Yeah. But again, like I said, there's something about Dame. But I'm going to be honest. I think basketball and just my my feelings just about the way that the Portland's been sitting for a little bit. Dame has been talking a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't think it necessarily bites them, but I think that Denver, okay. they just recently played. I think Denver has a little bit more – a little bit more energy at this present moment. They got a game one. Uh, they l- almost got put out by a team that a lot of people thought they were going to lose to anyway, regardless of seeding. So I think they come out with a little bit more attitude, and they probably win this one. Okay. You don't know about the cover? cover? I don't know. Okay. Um, what about Actually, the totals? Right before the game. Okay. What about the totals on this? So the Sixers game, it is 220. Okay. Um, and then uh, Blazers Nuggets is 216. So both... Pretty close. Um, okay, Denver and Portland are gonna are going to go over on that one. Really? I think they'll probably, be, yeah, because I can see them getting like right at it, but I, they're gonna be up there. The Toronto and Philly one, I'm gonna say no. You're gonna say under. I'm gonna say no again under because Joel Embiid isn't healthy. I think, yeah, never mind. I've, I've ranted and raved about Toronto already. Yeah, I think that's. I think those are good picks. I'll take it. So you're right. The Nuggets lost to the Spurs in game 101 one. to 96. Yeah, in game one. They might lose this game one, but I, I could, uh, again, that would be the most Denver thing for them to do. But I have them on paper winning this one. They should. They should. Okay. If they do, that's crazy. So we're going to be watching for one over, one under. And we'll have to talk about it next week. Okay, so um anything else in nba oh i did want to bring this up actually so what you're talking about with 
Damian Leonard and the Trailblazers mm-hmm. defending and how they de- defended Westbrook mm-hmm. and the um, Thunder. Mm-hmm. Is that what the Warriors are doing to Houston right now? Did you watch all those? And I'm sure you the play or the referee mm-hmm. calling that was a big complaint. Uh, complaint <laughs> is that is that what they're doing? I yes. And, well, the, I'm not even going to talk about the referees. I'm going to talk about the actual situation that I feel like is playing out in front okay. of us. You know how they say that James Harden cheats the system? Yes. With, like, drawing foul calls and things of that nature because he gets to the paint at will? Yes. It's harder to get to the paint against these Warriors, against any of their defenders. So, <laughs> being a Pacer fan, I feel like I'm a little more inclined to say this. Partially, I feel like they they realized early on he's stepping like because you you've seen James Harden take that step back or you've seen James Harden take that wild three where he kind of wave even when he flails his arms like kind of kind of like Kobe esque, um, and you've seen him do it to where anybody who's watched James Harden's legs on his on his shot, right? They're they're pretty square. They're pretty square. So when you look at the way that he lands, sometimes it's like, how did you get there? Right. So the reason why I say it is because talking to my middle schoolers, I tell them all the time, you don't cheat the game. And you don't you you try to win by putting the ball in the basket and keeping the other team from doing the same. And I think James sees understands that the Warriors aren't gonna let him get up those threes. So they're going to close out. So when you look at some of the ways that he's landing, it's like what you're completely out of the frame of your body like what do you want us to do about that right so did he have a couple of calls yes but when people think you are deliberately trying to cheat the system you're not going to get those calls right exactly period because they're going to be like you did it a hundred times okay we caught it too yeah okay well you should have caught it four more okay well i didn't (laughs) but it is it is a combination right or would you say they're a combination of it's pretty clean how they're defending him i mean it no no what i said was i don't I don't think that they're maliciously doing it but do i think that they've got gotten caught in those situations yes like it's happened like that's almost how or if the person would have shot that the shot where i tore my achilles when i jumped if that person would have shot i would have landed under them it would have not it wasn't malicious it wasn't what i was trying to do so if you're intentionally trying to close on somebody you're trying to close hard right it can happen. So, yes, watching that game, there were a couple of times where it was like, yo, that's – watch his ankles. Yeah. That's one of those plays. But then when you see how many times it was almost like they were they, – they actually were behind you. If you didn't land so awkwardly, you probably would have made it. So you kind of look at it that way. And I think, again, if we're from sitting from home and we're trying to decipher whether – yeah whether it was a normal shot, whether you were out of the frame of your body, I could imagine what somebody who's standing two feet away on the sideline with a whistle in their mouth is, is thinking. Yeah. That's it's moving too point. fast, and they're probably like... And then when they see, regardless of when the shot goes up, they look at you. If you're out of the frame of your body, they're like, oh. Yeah. Right. Now, let's see, hit you up top. Uh. Because where you jump from is where your landing You have point. to land from there. Yes. And you get leeway when people watch you for years. That's why we we watch these games. They watch the way that you shoot. They watch the way that you play. You don't do this all the time. If you notice when when they're down, 
Yeah. That's when he takes those shots. Like late, we've seen it against Phoenix. Yeah. He's he's caught Devin Booker like that a couple of times where he's kicked Devin Booker almost, and Devin Booker has his hands up and he's like. What do they call that? Like jackknifing your legs? Or I don't know, word. but I'm a Pacer fan, what and Reggie made it famous. Yeah. Reggie kicked everybody. I've watched Reggie slap people, like shooting and kind of flailing. Like, yeah. I've watched some. Reggie, yeah. yo, that's, I mean, maybe he's, he's my Pacer goat. The that's, reason why I'm a Pacer fan, but James, once you, if I don't know. I feel like maybe I don't know what, the, what advice to give. Maybe get better at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe get better at trying to not be so obvious, but you. Okay, him, so him taking the shots and landing three feet in front of him is crazy. Yes. So their their three point game is like it's their bread and butter is what they have to do. Right. But they can't right now. Like they're defending it very well. So they need to go to the basket, right? I mean, what do they do in game two? I have a a, a music reference where a lot of rappers say it and they say you live by the gun you die by the gun like that's literally what they say and i notice people like shaq uses it a lot when he talks about houston i noticed that scotty pippen uses it a lot when he talks about houston and that's literally what the three ball is because it can be a dagger and it can kill some, like it can demoralize right. a team and then when you're missing it it's like yo i don't have a shot yes. like i don't have a i don't I'm, I'm empty i'm literally out of bullets like i have nothing left so that is so true. In those situations, it's kind of like you just you if you choose to be that team, Milwaukee's learning, um, because they don't have an inside game outside of Giannis. Brick Lopez should be doing it. I mean, Miritich can do it. Yes, absolutely. I just don't know if they're going to. And you look at somebody like Houston, and if you guys are going to play like that, you guys are gonna just have to figure out that some days you wake up, yep, and you don't have it. She's not falling today. All right. So this should be interesting. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNB, The Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox. We're catching up on the NBA playoffs right now. So let's continue with this. Well, I don't know. This is hard. (laughs) I don't want to say Portland Warriors. Those are your two as of right now. You just that's who you would like to see. I kind of. Why won't I say that? Okay. Are you saying that? I feel like I shouldn't huh? Wait, but did I say? You know what? I, I really like Nikola Jokic, and I really like um, Jamal Murray. I like Denver. I really like Denver a lot. But that first series, and you can call me a prisoner at a moment, and maybe I'll have to just live with this later. But you call me a prisoner at a moment, but I watching Damian Lillard for years – to this is he may not say it this is a notch on his belt this is a big notch on his belt because he went up against it's it's nba it's, it's the NBA playoffs so now you're getting that national attention and every game is televised every game is nationally televised and you went up against somebody who number one is average yeah. triple double for the last three seasons so he's a, a historic player in his own right already but Somebody that when they kind of looked at you guys side by side, they were like, oh, and even me included, like, I, and I still kind of stand by it because I'm going to say it again. Anybody who averages a triple double can be on my team. And he plays defense. Right. Russell just doesn't shoot well. Yes. So I don't care about that. Like you can you you can work, get in the gym and you can work on that. You can't teach a shot, but you can work on that. So he's shown that he can have moments. So he Went up against some. He that was almost his David and Goliath. 
that was almost his. So I feel like just riding that wave, I, I'm i not saying it's going to happen next year with Portland. I'm not saying it's going to happen two years from now with Portland. But I think Damian Lillard has to leave Portland to win. I do, I do truly do believe that. But I can see this being his kind of like – yeah. coming out party where he makes it to the Western Conference Finals and has one of those showings against Steph, and they're like, well, maybe this guy is something. I think you're absolutely right. I was – I mean, we talked about it last week. I'm like, what is going on with the Thunder? Where is Westbrook? Where's Paul George? You know, and – And even her, they Paul just George, made them, still show back up. Yeah. And the Trailblazers, what they did to them. How many games? Five. Game five. Your five games, yeah. And – yeah, I like it. I think they'll take the Nuggets. We have. Um, so when you ask yourself that question yeah. of like what happened, what's going on with the Thunder, or what happened to the Thunder, did you ever answer it? I think you answered it for me. Did I, or did they answer it? Oh well, yes. Because exactly. I, I only, I only talk about what I observe. <laughs> like right. So if you got it from me, I got it from them. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you were just said they're facing Damian Leonard, and they, they probably did the same thing, right? I mean, they probably underestimated so. them. Oh, underestimated them. Yes. Yes. I thought you meant like Russell had like the same attitude that Dame had oh, coming no. in. I think it showed that he didn't. I agree. I think he, he think he looked at Dame and was really like, he's a he's a kid out here. Like yeah. he's not. And Dame was like, you're gonna stop little boy and me. Yeah. Like, that's what you. That's what you're gonna stop doing. Absolutely. Okay. So let's look at the two games tomorrow. Okay. Just to look ahead really quick, we have Celtics and Bucks, and the Bucks are minus seven and a half in Milwaukee. Celtics and Bucks. Minus seven and a half. Wait, who is? The Bucks. Oh, they said the Celtics. Oh. Uh, the Bucks are minus seven and a half. I mean, you. This is their only shot. This is their only shot. If they lose this one, they're getting swept. Yes. Well, not swept, but they're losing the series. They're getting swept if they lose tonight. Tomorrow. Or tomorrow. That's their only shot tomorrow. If they win tomorrow, boom, we got action. Now we can figure out what we got because you're probably going to lose game three. But then yeah, just off of that, you can still sit there for that game four. Like, it's cool. We yeah. got to get this next one. And then if you go back to Milwaukee 2-2, two, two, now it's a whole new series. Now you can win game five. Who knows what can happen in the game six. But I'm not going to lie. They lose tomorrow. Bring out your brooms. They're getting swept. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. This is definitely a clip I'll be cutting later. Shout out to the clips that you made. Those are fun, the right? The clips that you made are absolutely insane like i got and you know how i am about like you, i'm passionate about right. the stuff that we really really care about and i seen that and i lost my mind i was like because i seen the the way that you cut the pictures in. yeah once you cut the pictures in i was like oh my gosh this is next level well i got a lot of good feedback and a lot of friends a just lot. said i really i'm glad i can put a face like you and i mm -hmm. you know and so they're fun. And that one, okay, if the Bucks get swept, mm -hmm. you'll have a clip of that. Don't worry. Yes, yes. So if they call it. Wow. But they they're going to win tomorrow. tomorrow. We're going to, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say the Celtics You're cover. Hopeful. I'm going to say the Celtics cover. Tonight? So I'll take okay. tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow. Why yeah, you, I'm okay. so excited for that I game. I know. We're ready. I'm, I'm so excited for that game because they really have to, like, they, they have ha to win. Yes. They have to win. So, and not only that, you have to do it from the start because Kyrie's going to. Kyrie's going to end that game on a run. He's yes. going to end that game trying to put his foot on your neck. That's just what he does. So you you have to react fast. You're at home. I think you have to get Chris Middleton to hit a couple of threes quick. You have to get Sterling Brown to hit a big three. You got to get Eric Blesso to get a big steal or something crazy. Like you have to 
you have to make them take the first time out. Right. It can't be a TV timeout, anything like that. Okay, so now I feel like you're going one of two ways. If the Bucks win, mm-hmm. you're almost saying that they're going to cover because they're going to have to like get a huge lead right away. Or do you? So do you? Or do you like Celtics plus six and a half? Because I like Kawhi will come back. I like back. the points. I okay. like I like the points with Boston. The only reason why I said that, yeah, yeah, you, oh, well, Kyrie. Because we said Kawhi, you threw me off. But yes, Kyrie, you're absolutely right. Kyrie. You're. I'm, I'm taking the latter, the second one that okay. you just said. I think they are going to get out to a big lead. But as I said before, Kyrie is going to make one of those runs where you're like, uh, you guys got to make free throws now. You guys got to knock down big threes now to keep them away. Well, um, going off of your expertise, I think expertise. Celtics plus six and a half is pretty good because either they cover or maybe they win, you know, and that's yeah. what you're saying too. So it feels like a safe bet. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. Chronic pain is real and a serious health issue. For those suffering, we want you to know there are options beyond opioids. These painkillers can serve a medical purpose, but not without risk. Taking controlled substances for the treatment of pain may result in becoming physically dependent on them. And even though these medications can be effective in providing pain relief, they do not address the underlying cause of the pain. The good news is you do not have to suffer from chronic pain. There are dozens of alternatives to opioid painkillers, from non-addictive medicines to physical therapies to nutrition and many more. Ask your doctor about non-opioid options and take control of your pain management today with alternative treatments. We encourage you to find ways to safely manage your pain and take charge of your own health. Pain isn't a choice, but how you treat it could be. Visit knowyourpainmeds.com to learn more. This message funded by a grant through the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Jason Roth, VP of Communications, Roseman University of Health Sciences, on the power of radio. We use a lot of radio. One of the main things we try to accomplish is to drive traffic to our website. They hear it on the radio, they immediately go home, they go online and they search for it. The reason I know that it works is because they search for us by name. Radio hits more people in the community than many of the other things that we do. Radio will always be part of our mix. Harness the power of radio at thepowerofradio.org. Marijuana is now legal in Nevada, and that means we all have a part to play to keep kids safe. If a child ingests marijuana, they can get very sick. If you plan to use marijuana or have it in your home, store it safely. This means keeping it in the child-proof package it came in. Lock that package in a box or cabinet. Place it up high, out of reach. You'll need to adjust how you store marijuana for kids of different ages. What works for a toddler probably won't work for a curious teen. Even if you don't use marijuana, know how to recognize marijuana products, especially edibles like cookies and brownies, so you can keep them out of the hands of kids. All marijuana edibles sold by state-licensed stores in Nevada will be clearly marked as marijuana products. Let's work together to keep our kids safe. Will you do your part? Visit marijuana.nv.gov to learn more. Be informed. Be responsible. Sponsored by the Nevada Department of Taxation. Aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is fraying. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divides. But they can't do it without us. Support your local Y today. Because where there's a Y, 
there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Yep. Chatterbox, I forgot to tell you, I have a great idea. Uh-oh. It kind of just came to me too, but so. Oh, I got an idea. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so we got to we gotta write all this down. Um, if you're just tuning in, we went through the NBA NHL playoffs. Yes. Um, we're going to wrap up here. I'm sorry you only have 30 more minutes with us, but yes, yes. we'll be back next Monday. And then, depending on how many games we have, we'll know who's going to the conference finals yes. a little bit more, right? Um, okay, so we're going to end with the draft. But first, I wanted to tell you, so there is another, we have a couple other MCs at Aviators. So um, one of the girls, she did both Sundays so far. And last, my brother left yesterday. Good luck. Shout out to TJ. He's going to Quebec to play independent ball. Shout and, out TJ. And his friend um, Murphy. So Max Murphy, he, good luck to both of them in indie ball. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I missed, I was like, okay, yes, perfect. She can take Sunday. And the last Sunday I wanted to go to the UNLV game. Well, now next week we start a 12 game homestand i lied it starts friday it starts friday and it goes 12 it's 12 days oh yeah okay yeah, yeah okay. so Somebody did it up. i want to ask for next wednesday if she can have wednesday and i can do the work sunday because mm-hmm. i want to go to the game and i'm gonna bring my dogs so i was thinking it's because it's wag your tail wednesday that would be the best opportunity you should bring ace ace or spade which one do you want to bring Who's Actually, if I'm not working, I'm bringing both. You are? If that's the case. I yeah. think Ace would be fine if I'm with them. That's the main thing. I didn't okay. want to be working because Ace, I, I'm going to do another confession really quick. I'm convinced my dog might have ADHD. Really? Because now that I have a puppy in the house, yeah. I still see the way that Ace acts and I'm like, oh, something's different. That's funny. <laughs> like something's a little bit different. So when we're out, I notice even when we're in a car, Ace barks at every human being that walks well he's a, he's a shepherd just like spade is though but he barks at everything people in the crosswalk he barks at and it's like they're not even in the car at this point so i don't even know what you're really barking at spade chill right spade puts his arm on the little armrest low key and leans his head against the window that's how chill he is that's funny and he's and a puppy he's a pup yeah and he's five months so um i think if i'm sitting with ace I can kind of relax. I mean, then plus we'll be walking around the park, so he'll he'll, yeah. he, he'll he'll love it. He'll see all the different things. He'll love it. Yeah, and they're good with other dogs. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely insane. I told you the main thing about Ace is he wants to play. So once he gets to the park and he just sees the other dogs, he's going to be like, oh, cool. And then it's just like, nah, we're not running free out here. <laughs> like, we're yeah. we not doing that. So Spade, Spade would Spade chill. Yeah. Spade would sit there and kind of just look around. Yeah, so we'll have to talk about that and plan Let's on that. Do I don't know. I think my friend Lauren will be coming with me. I told her she I need help if I'm taking both. But Bentley's a big boy. He's a big black lab. So him and Ace are probably going to be the ones that are like, yeah, what's going on? I'm just I'm more nervous. Like they're both very good with dogs, but and they don't bark when they're when they are in their own little dog park mm-hmm. and think they own it. But um, I just don't want to scare other people. You know, same thing with me. People just see our dogs and they like look intimidating. Exactly. They so. see Ace and they're like, no, they walk on the other. I've seen people walk on the other side of the street because of Ace. And I'm yeah. like. But then you get up close and you realize Ace literally does just want to play. And all he, he wants no to do is play. mean bone in his body. Not one. And yeah. that's another thing. Now that you said that, because I've tried to tell you this for the last three weeks, I believe. 
Caprice gave me an idea for you. Oh, yes. Nearly a month ago. Uh, she might have gave me an idea close to two months ago, maybe. Yes, yes. <laughs> she, so, shout out to Max Kellerman because she's fallen in love with Max Kellerman. She just, because she obviously just being in the house, she just sees what I see. She sees sports randomly. She'll walk in from work. She'll see sports and she'll be like, oh, what are you watching? Right. Every morning she knows I wake up and I'm cutting on first date. That's what my day is starting with. So yeah, just on Saturdays, if I'm catching up on ones from whatever, if she don't have to work, she'll walk in and she'll be like, oh, I'll watch. So Max is one of the, like her favorite people. Like she said, like she would walk by Max before like a year ago, maybe. And wouldn't know him. Now she would walk by Max and now she just wants to pick his brain. Yeah. And like it's just it's crazy now. And um shout out to his new show, Max Unboxing, because he gave he gave her an idea. I forgot what, what it even was, but something he said gave her an idea. And she was like, You know what Alex should do? With like a question segment, she should do Alex and answer. Wow. And I was like, Why is that such a fire idea? That is awesome. And she was like I don't know. Like, you think she'll like it? And I was like, yeah, I think she would. Yeah. Alex and answer? Yeah. That's lit. Yeah, that is I was so like, good. That's, that's a dope one. I like that one. Wow, thank you, Caprice. I, like I think she helped with a few of our ideas and getting she, started and our, you know, our pictures and everything. Everything. Yeah. From, from that day. I, and even then, because I remember that day, because I had brought her and I had, like, different things that really she was just kind of handing me. But then it turned into, like you said, she turned into almost doing wardrobe that day. She was like, yeah. no, don't put the bandana on. Like, wear the hoodie. And I was like, but I took, she was like, wear the hoodie. And I'm like, well, all right. And then halfway through, you were like, well, Capri, should I do the red or the gray? Yeah. So then she just started directing it. And I was like, well, where, okay, well, you got all three of your hats. You got your director, the wardrobe, you got the assistant. What else you got? Yeah, social media. Social media. It's like, what else, what else do you have? She created the social media. So it's like, man hats off to her we we mention her a lot um like i said she's she literally she knows how i am and she'll write things out in my planner for me and she'll text me and be like you got a dentist appointment today and i'll be like dang <laughs> like i do so shout out to her because yeah. I, I honestly she's awesome yeah, thank she you just, i she love it. With it i love it alex and answer that's dope yeah <laughs> i thought that was thought that was pretty cool um okay so we're wrapping it up here draft we're talking about the draft which i don't the know the Raiders surprised me okay where are we starting let's I, start you, there you start no you, i'm you no do. i i want you to take this i mean we can start from the first pick we can start from i'm not talking about 45 on uh, i understand i'm not i'm not doing it though i'm not doing it and when i say 45 i don't mean pick number 45 i mean the person that's occupying the white house currently i'm not did you see the tweet? No. Oh, that's why I'm looking at you're gonna you a little make crazy. Me, you're gonna make me talk about it. Um, but Kyler Murray obviously went number one overall, first player to go um, in the first round of the MLB draft and the NFL draft. Crazy. And Nick Bosa got a congratulatory tweet from that oh, person, uh, and it doesn't. Uh, oh. it, it and honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest. It didn't bother me because that's been the same way that I just introduced this kind of topic. You know me. That's you know me just in general. Alex, you've been certain places with me and literally heard things said, not necessarily to me, but in the vicinity of me. And I tell you all the time, I'm gonna react. Once I hear that, boom, I'm smarter than you. Right. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna say something that kinda that kinda tips my hand. So, um and at that point I don't mind tipping my hand. So when I see something like that, the reaction. 
was what I was like, y'all, he just he he doesn't care. So just talking about him makes him happy. Don't do it. Yeah. Because Nick Bosa had tweeted something, I think, in 2016 about like him and Reagan were greats or something like that. Whatever. That's a, that's a podcast conversation. We can get to that later. But everybody was like, oh, so you're just going to blatantly jump over somebody who made history. Yes. Yes. Hasn't he proven to be that person? Hasn't he? Yeah. So why should I care? He tweeted out a congrats to somebody that he would consider his friend. I'm sure in my world, he would probably say that it's his homeboy, right? So that's cool. Why do I care who you tweet out, bro? So, I don't. So you're saying everybody's reaction on it made Stop it... Stop reacting. Yes, okay. Stop reacting. You think Kyler care? Kyler's in Arizona. You think Kyler care? No. Why do we care? No, he made history. We've been talking about him. We're still talking about him. Yes. So like what we're talking about nick bosa too so i don't get it like why are we talking about him yeah that's the last person i'm finna talk about that's why the only reason why i'm doing this because you didn't hear about it but it's like outside of that every every story i've seen about it was a thread of tweets from reactions to him the tweet isn't even the story anymore right people wake up right but i it made sense because after i was filled in with nick bosa and the, those tweets yes yeah those but that's a podcast conversation well i mean his past and those rumors and whatnot so mm-hmm. it didn't make sense okay they i mean we at will ohio state that. they say a lot of things yep. at that school we'll definitely add that to the podcast um okay so yeah talking about quarterbacks we'll go back to the raiders talking about quarterbacks mm-hmm. are the giants <laughs> fans are they correct for being mad about that one yes okay I only agree. because you got to be careful with smoke screens when you're trying to put it out like the like week or draft week and draft leading up to the uh, the weeks leading up to it because some fans are going to just go different places. And I'm not going to lie. It don't matter how much smoke screen, even if they even though they said that they were interested in Daniel Jones. Everything said if Dwayne Haskins was available at 6, you were taking him. Right. Everything seemed to say that. It seemed like even the things that you said, almost like if you want to claim it as labeled it as bad about him, it 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 sounded like BS, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, you're trying to find something bad about him at this point. And the only thing that I thought that he could have said is the one thing he didn't say, which doesn't surprise me about Gettleman, because a lot of people say I don't know the man, but a lot of people say that the man isn't smart. I don't know the man like that. I do not know that man for real, for real. But he took Carolina to. The, I mean, granted, he's also the same person that didn't sign back Josh Norman, and they won, what, four games the next year, six right. games the next year? I don't know what it was. Um, but the one thing that you could have said was, looking at the numbers, 59, either 57 or 59, I think it's 57, total touchdowns for Daniel Jones in his career, who he was a senior, and 29 career t- uh, interceptions. Dwayne Haskins, as a first-year starter, 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Okay, so the numbers are better. Okay, right. When you look at level of competition, he played at Daniel Jones played at Duke. Dwayne Haskins played at Ohio State. A one loss season with a bowl victory. You kind of look at it and you're like, um, okay. The one thing that Gettleman could have said, he has he seasoned. He seasoned. It's the only thing you can say. And that's the one thing that that man did not say. (laughs) 
He didn't say that I took Daniel Jones because he's a senior. I feel like he's coming in here professionally ready to play football. Granted, if that was his stance, understandably so, some people would have said, oh, he's saying it's a race thing. Dwayne Haskins can't come in and be a professional. That's what everybody's going to say. No, you could have pointed to age. Yeah. And that's the one thing the man didn't do. (laughs) So at this point, I think Giant fans should be, oh, I would be hot if I was a Giant fan. Because it's like, I said it recently, and because Joe says it, and I feel like that's that's the one saying that gets kind of clicked in my head. And and I'm talking about Joe Budden. Don't blank on me and tell me that it's raining. And I feel like that's exactly what Gettleman is doing to the fans. It's like yeah. we took Daniel Jones, and it seems like when he's talking, he's trying to continue to convince himself of why he took Daniel Jones. You're supposed to have that conversation with yourself, first of all, internally. Yeah. And before you make that pick. Right. Not at the press conference when even Pat Shermer's kind of looking at you like, dog, what? Okay, but remind me really quick. Haskins had two seasons. Uh, I believe it was State? two seasons, but he was a one-year starter. One-year starter. So I think that was the situation. I think okay. he was a backup to who was the quarterback last year. I know. I'm having a. We got to go back to that. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay, so then you're saying um, you could have pointed to age and maturity or yeah, something like that, I, along, along that lines. But um, shout out to Alicia Equis from Cerritos College. She definitely just filled me in on something. Uh, not that I didn't know, but she definitely reminded me. Uh, Eli Walker. Elijah Walker from Cerritos College uh, went on to go play at um, Kansas State, uh, followed in the steps similar of DJ Reed, who is actually a safety for the 49ers right now. Shout out to Elijah. Um, had real-life conversations with Elijah just on the sideline after homecoming games, just just real-life conversations. Um, really, 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 really happy to see him sign with Seattle. Even though he didn't get drafted, he signed with Seattle. And I'm not going to lie, that is a hard-hitting safety. So for a team that obviously tried to replace Earl Thomas through the draft, I'm not going to say that he's going to come in and look make those draft picks look like, oh, he could have been that very same pick. But I feel like Elijah is going to get in there and he's going to turn some heads. He's going to hit some people and that's, they're going to be like, that's awesome. whoa. Good. I hope he does. And Elijah's fast. Congrats. Elijah's rangy. So shout out to Eli. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't happen That's to awesome. a better person. Um, when did it? When does that happen? Like when right, does rookie camp? Or when do they start signing after they aren't drafted? Uh, I think it starts immediately after the draft. Okay. Once the draft closes, because they they officially open it up. They I think they officially close it, and then you can start getting on the phone. Brr, 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 and try to make a phone call. Okay. Because um, I mean, I was paying attention. Like, I like so, that. Can you do that phone call yeah, brr, thing? Brr, <laughs> see, I, if we had a camera here, I'd be doing the hotline bling. Yeah. But um. Uh, and again, I'll be crazy to not mention somebody from UNLV, but I was personally waiting. I was absolutely waiting. But shout out to Lex Thomas. Um, got it. Got it. Got a camp invite from the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, good. Awesome. And again, another person who is going in. You guys or them, they the people in that in that in those locker rooms and those facilities, they may not know those people personally. Those people are going in with something to prove. Yes. Eli and Lex, they're going in with something to prove. Definitely. Like, I think I think Lex is going to remind a lot of people of, if he gets stronger or when he gets stronger, I'm going to say a Darren Sproles because he's he's that low to the ground and he's that twitchy. Yeah. Um. Nowadays, you could say maybe, um, I maybe have to look at his weight again, but maybe a 
smaller version of Tevin Coleman, who was in um, Atlanta, like the door back with Devontae Freeman, Tariq Cohen, who was with Chicago. I look at some of like those quick twitchy backs and I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's what Lex can be. Because regardless of if you say he's too small, if you can't catch him, if you can't get low enough to tackle him, I mean, all of that is a, a moot point, right? That's funny because saying he's too small, I thought he was a pretty big guy, but just compared. Lex? Yeah. <laughs> Lex is, Lex is kind of little. Kind of the. Oh, you're talking about like just, oh, well, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, obviously he, he, he has a certain level of muscle. Yeah. But I'm not even going to lie. To get at that next level, right. Lex has to get bigger. Okay. So. But again, like I said, the main thing is you want to see people that, number one, you want people that are going to work hard, which you're getting that with Lex. Same thing with Eli. And you're getting people that the skills are there. You can see it. And I, you haven't seen Eli play, but I'll show you Eli's highlight tape after this. But um, it's, we've seen Lex live. Yeah. Lex can change a game like that. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, so Tariq Cohen, people like that, uh, Darren Sproles, uh, Tevin Coleman, even to a small, uh, lesser degree, they... None of those people were starters, I don't believe. Darren Sturrow started for a little bit in various places, but none of those were technically premier backs. Those were specialty backs, third downs, yes, halfback screens, like re return specialists. Those are what those people are. It's exactly what Lex can be. Well, shout out to Lex, like you said, and good shout luck. Out. Go kill it at that camp and yes, prove to we'll them. He's definitely a hard worker. You can tell For sure. there's nothing For sure. Can't doubt that. And and having talked having spoken with him a couple of times, every conversation you'll have with him, he'll point to his mom. Easy. His mom always lets him know like we we supposed to do this. Like yeah. stay grounded and we got more we got more coming if we stay grounded. That's so awesome. that that attitude, that mentality, shout out to Miss Thomas. I yes. I just um speaking of mom really quick my mom just texted me her and my aunt brenda are listening and they've just said we agree we agree with you about the tweet like just stop stop giving it attention just yeah just <laughs> let him do what he i mean <laughs> it's hard i know but you ever seen like that you ever like <laughs> you, you again what did i say about draymond you ever seen like that person like that's at school and like you right. could be just chilling, just have your hoodie on, yep. and he just run up behind you and snatch off your hoodie, and you could be like, chill, like I'm relaxing today, and you'll put it back on, and he'll do it again, and like now we fighting, yeah, like that's like at some point, what do you do? You start to ignore that person. Yes. You start to tell them like, don't put your hands on me because it's, it's it's gonna we gonna get it shaking, so don't do that. And obviously, at, after that point, you kind of start to distance yourself from that person. You start to just not be in, in that vicinity. You start to just ignore that person right same thing with him exactly i i don't think i think up until i accidentally said his name in the newsroom like a month ago because most people who know me i don't refer to him by his name i had two rules on my um radio show back at cerritos we didn't say that name and we didn't say lavar ball that was it those are only two rules. you can say whatever <laughs> else you want <laughs> those are the only two rules. <laughs> those are only two rules Just don't those people aren't getting airtime on this one <laughs> That was it. Okay, let's go back to the draft. Um, you were talking about the Raiders. Can you elaborate mm -hmm. on that? Cleveland Farrell, I I mean, I do think he was going to be a steal and somebody was going to, like, kind of shock a lot of people and take him. And that was their first. I didn't think four, though. Right. I mean, I, do I think he has level or number four overall talent? Yes, I actually do. I think anybody on that defensive four or that, that defensive front for um, Clemson, yeah, yeah, they are NBA, NBA, NFL ready <laughs> talent. Like, yeah, the, them in Bama, ready to go. Yes. Any of them, take them now. Ohio State, too, to a lesser degree. 
anybody from that line, take them. Just take them. Yeah. You'll figure it line. out. Yeah. You'll figure it out. So when I seen the pick, I wasn't. I was shocked at the placement. Just that's the only thing. When I seen his name, I was like, when I first saw his name, I don't know what flashed in my head, but I saw Christian Wilkins, the one who went 13 to Miami. And I was like, you got a dog. Like, you got somebody that's about to plug that middle. And then when I looked again and I was like, it was Cleveland. Oh, okay, you got a pass rusher from the outside. Okay, okay. I kind of would have liked the Christian Wilkins pick. The Christian Wilkinson pick, if you're going to pick somebody from that Clemson line, then I would have took him. Right. That's just me. And he went where? 13th to Miami. So he's he's going to he's going to get after Brady probably one good time this year. And everybody's going to be like, oh, OK. So I don't know. If, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a bad pick because I just said it what I said about the line. But um. I, if I would have picked one, I would have picked Christian. Um, and I, really quick before we have to go to this last break, we could talk about Miami again. I and know. Yep. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny? Because I know a lot of people feel like I've just taken multiple shots at Josh, and I probably have. Um, but perfect landing spot. I agree. Couldn't be more perfect. Just for his attitude, number one, he looks like. A Miami quarterback. Yeah, he does. He does. He just looks like he carries himself like a, like a, he has an attitude like a Miami quarterback. So to go to a place where you're gonna learn behind somebody anyway, even if you're starting, you're gonna have Ryan Fitzpatrick on on the sideline with yep. you. You're gonna have Ryan Fitzpatrick that's teaching you how to be a professional. And I think it might actually calm him down a little bit because I, I I don't again I don't know him, but to say that I was never sold on him and to say these different things about him, to hear reports that. Teammates in the locker room have said that he just rubs them the wrong way. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I really believe, is going to help with that. Yeah, He's I He's going to teach so. you how to be a professional. He's going to have you mellow out in a sense. Well, and that um, Miami locker room seems pretty fun when they all were dressing Fitzpatrick up, right? Cause did you said you... Miami? Well, that was that was in Tampa. That was in Tampa. That was in Tampa. Dang but, it. But to, to, the, to your point, that's his That's That's his, what's the word? That's his... Uh, Oh my gosh, and that's about to that's about to bother me. That's like the aura that he brings yes. with him, but that's like that's that's his quality that he brings yes, with him. Yes, and I think he that would be everybody great. at bay. Yes. So if that continues to happen, who's gonna complain? All right, we gotta talk more about this. But first let's take a break for station identification. This is the Rebel H D two. We play whatever the hell we want. Who is this? This is Real Alternative Radio. Only heard here on the Rebel HD2 KUNV Las Vegas. Welcome back. You just heard that. You're listening to 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. And this is Talk That Talk. I'm your host, Alex White, with my other host, Terrell Chatterbucks. We've got nine minutes to wrap this up, and I have to hear your dad's oh. tip. And should we start there? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, where is it at? Okay. Oh, I, I think I've said it. I said it off air before, too, but my dad said it again. You don't get a pass for not watching Black Panther. He tells me the same thing because I haven't watched um, The Last Avengers. I don't even remember the last. Because before Endgame, whichever one, the, like the first introduction of Thanos, like I still haven't seen it. So, I got to catch that before I catch the new one. All right. Anywho, I'll watch it. I will. I have to catch up on a lot of uh, movies. So. Please make sure you do. Okay. So let me make sure that I get 
this all queued up over here. Okay. But my dad <laughs> sent me something that I seen from ESPN, but I haven't been able to, to read it. Interestingly enough, thank you, Dad, for this, because this is really, really important. Um, in a report sent to the league by the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, yeah, it was sent to the league by the Houston Rockets. It proves that officiating cost them the 2018 Game 7 against the Warriors and possibly a world championship. And in that report, it shows that 81 potential missed calls or non-calls between the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets cost the Houston Rockets a total of 18.6 points that game. Add to this the missed pass interference call in the Rams Saints game proves the point that we were making all day that is gut riching for an official to take a win out of a team's hands. That's why I believe. Te- now this is the interesting part. This is now that's why I believe teams should take on the mentality of boxers who say I'm not going to let the the officials beat me. I'm going to knock the opponent out and leave no doubt. But with that, I don't care if I get blamed for running up the score. I'm trying to secure this win. Nice. He has a point. He does have So a point. now as a Packer fan, when Aaron Rodgers puts up 80, I don't want any questions. <laughs> but seriously, that's a that's a very good point because you have teams that empty their bench at the end of the third quarter after they go into the fourth quarter and they're like, oh, well, we're up by 20. Great. But the other team starting five is still in. So you're about to put in some prospects and some role players. Yeah. OK, let's see how this goes for you. And then you realize with four or five minutes left, it's a six point game. And you're like, well. I don't want to do this, but starting five, get back up. If you would have had them play the first four minutes or so, now you can let the role players get the last eight minutes. Right. But according to my dad, if you're going to have these officials that's taking away these games, James, you're going to play 45 minutes in a game that we win by 20 points. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. We kind of need you at the moment. So now, now they're opening up the door for injury. Now you're opening up the door for so many different things. So you kind of sit there and you have to be like, What's the what what's the what's the pro and the con to this? Yeah, that's true. It's very true. That's crazy. So what game seven was that? Uh last year's. Last that year's? was last year's okay. in, um in the Western Conference Finals. Where they missed all of those threes. But again, you're shooting all of those threes. Right. At some point if they just don't fall, people are gonna look at you and be like, It's not my fault they're not falling. Right. So I think that's kind of the issue that they run into a lot, but I'm completely with them. Like I said, and I'm kind of willing to go to bat for him. I'm completely with that. Don't say a word when I'm running up the score. Yeah. I do not care. Don't say a word. No, you got to secure it. And so it's going to be a lot more scuffles. It's going to be like, cause then plenty of things would come with that. Cause you saw Jamar Murray when he was going for 50, I believe it was. And he threw up that random three. Because his, his defense being a young player, he was like, I threw it up. Like, I wasn't even really trying to shoot. Bro, you were trying to make that. You shot it. Like, right. you wouldn't have shot it if you didn't want it. So, Kyrie reacting the way that he reacted. If you get teams that do feel like they have to run up the score because referees are taking them out of the game or referees are trying to are trying to play the Vegas odds, they're going to be like, nah, we're not going to. Because you see it with Golden State already. You literally see Steph making threes, laughing at refs. Ha ha! You tried to take this one from me. That's that's a sick feeling. So now you got this this tainted relationship between players and and refs. Nobody's gonna win, right? Nobody's gonna win. So especially if both of them feel like the other is out to get them. Yeah. Where are we gonna go from here? That's crazy. That's actually that's funny. I, 
he sent that to you after we were talking about Houston. I think right after. And then it's funny because we were talking about the Golden Knights as well. Exactly. And then like. And then he mentioned football. It. Yeah. It's everywhere like yes. and then you have and then you have umpires who i understand if it's not like a if it's a complete game or things of that nature but it may not seem like it's a playoff win but you have umpires where it happens probably most frequently in baseball where you look at some of the strike zone some oh, yeah. of the most ejections happen in baseball if not the most because it's first of all they play almost every day and every day you have a new umpire or either the umpire switched to the first base so if he if you didn't like him behind the plate yesterday he's he's calling you out on a slide at third and you're like dog that's so true i never thought about like you gotta chill because now you're now you feel like the person got it out for you yep like i said so now you got people getting tossed in the second inning and you're like why would you get tossed so early you don't understand that's a third game of a three-game set he's talked to that man more than once this this weekend i promise you so it's a lot that goes into it well what was bryce's whole thing was he he was (laughs) mad about a call that wasn't even when he was at bat right bryce is a hothead a little bit he admitted it right I mean, he's like, once you, I tell people all the time, what do I say about being a fan? Once you identify something, you'll make your life a lot easier. Yeah. And I had to teach myself that lesson through sports, but I found out that in life. So if that's the case, Bryce, you know that you're a hothead. So I think what should have happened is what happened. And the teammate should have checked him. And I think Jake checked him. Yep. But he checked him through the media. But the only thing about that kind of feeling like I know the type of person Jake Arietta is, I feel like Jake checked him in person, too. And I don't feel like it was one of those, like, you need to get your act together, one of those. But he went to him like, dog, you signed here. You want to win here, right? Okay, well, we need you to win. Yeah, and I like so, how you put it. We need him out there. He can't be doing stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. We need him on You're the far too important. Like, I, it it may seem like you're kind of, like, stroking his ego. But at the end of the day, we put a lot of money in you. So we not finna pay you to be in the clubhouse watching on a TV That's screen. Right. That's right. If I'm out there pitching, I expect you to be in right field. That's what I want. So do we have time for my alternative stat really quick? <sighs> You're going to get it. it. It's really easy. Every time you say that, that's the one I struggle with. No, you got it. Okay, so I'm going to give him three. One of them is false. He's got to figure out which one. This was the first time Nebraska didn't have a draft pick since 1962. Four Alabama Alabama football players were drafted in the first round. And lastly, Miami got Josh Rosen in exchange for... Whoa. Oh, for Miami's... Arizona got Miami's second round pick in exchange for Josh Rosen. Sorry, I worded it funny. No, you're good. Josh Rosen went to Miami in exchange for Miami's second round pick to Arizona. It is. It's it's a 2020 second round pick. Now, the second one, Quinnell Williams went in the first round. Okay. Josh Jacobs went in the first round. I don't know who else went in the first round. I'm trying to think who else is in that in that receiving core, and I don't think I know anybody else in that receiving core. I know Nebraska had nobody drafted. I wanted to say since 67, though, and not 62. But because I can't remember the year, <laughs> I feel like I should go with the second one. The second one is false. You are correct. There okay. were There were three from Alabama. And who did I miss? I think you missed Jonah Williams. Is that- Jonah, the offensive line. Cincinnati. You're right. Yep. Boom. Boom. Very nice. Way to, way to wrap that up at the end here. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Talk Your t- Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUND. Nah, hop the on Rebel social media. Talk HD y'all talk too. too. Yeah. Hit us up. Thanks for listening. I'm Alex White. This is Chatterbox. We'll see you guys next week. Got it all with Chatterbox.
told me 